Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Radio Mike, and this is the inside. Sorry, guys, I just fell asleep. It's the inside of my mind. Um, hello, thank you for being here with headphones in your ears to listen to my podcast. Or maybe not headphones, maybe you listen in the car, maybe you listen on speakers in your house. I don't know, that's the thing. I don't know, you can listen wherever you want. If you want to hold your phone up to your ear and just stand there for 45 minutes and listen, that's fine by me. Do whatever you want, it's your life, it's not my life. Right? Personally, I listen in headphones to podcasts, but you can do what, like I said, you can do literally whatever you want. Um, fuck, I am so tired and, uh, again, like I've just been so busy. In fact, I think this two-week period uh, of the last two weeks has probably been the busiest or the most hectic of my life. Maybe that's because of the hours that I'm working. Uh, as I said last week, I am working, um, breakfast radio uh, on Triple M's Breakfast Show, which has been a great experience, a great learning experience, and I'm getting uh, a lot out of doing it. Uh, but it's also really difficult. Like, adjusting to these hours is so hard. And I, I've just been flat out. For perspective, this week, I, I'm i doing breakfast Monday to Friday. So, I, basically, I'm waking up at about quarter to four. I'm getting into work at about quarter to five. Uh, the show, you know, we're planning from five till six. The show starts at six, goes till nine, and then I'm hanging around usually till about 10 a.m. Um, from there, uh, basically Monday, Tuesday, and today, Thursday of this week, uh, straight after Brecky, I've gone straight into uh, working with Will Anderson on his podcast, uh, getting some really good chats done there. And Wednesday and Friday, I'm working full days uh, with Hamish and Andy on their podcast. So 12-hour days on those days, which is super hectic, and I'm Super grateful for all this stuff that I'm doing. Uh, I've also taken on a brand new project, which is another podcast I'm producing, which has been, again, so busy. Uh, that launched yesterday, uh, which I probably would have posted bu- posted about it by now. Uh, I'm recording this on a Sunday because this is literally the only free time I've got uh, all week that I can perceive. Um, so that's been just consuming me, which is awesome. I love doing all these work, all this work, but I'm also really careful because I don't want to burn myself out. I just, I'm glad by the time this goes out, it's going to be Thursday. By the time you're listening to this, I've got one day left. And then uh, the week after that, it's kind of business as usual for me. So just freelancing, doing some paneling work at the radio station, doing my podcast. Oh, and there's also band stuff with Jack. Our band's really coming along. We're now working on our album artwork uh, and I'm super excited. I'm listening to other songs at the gym and while I'm in the car and they're like, I'm so stoked with how they've come out and I can't wait for people to hear them. So I hope people are excited. We have a band name now, uh, but I don't want to reveal it yet because uh, we're probably going to do some kind of grand reveal, I suppose. Um, so thanks so much for your patience and thank you so much uh, to everyone for listening. Now, uh, there's a few loose ends on this podcast that I really want to kind of get out of the way. And I thought, because I'm so time poor at the moment, and I do apologize for that, I thought this might be a good episode to get those things out of the way. Um, like just questions and unanswered things that have kind of been coming up and people have been commenting on, on Instagram. So I want to do that today. The other thing that I want to do, oh, so basically I just like, I, and, and again, I, I certainly don't want it to appear like I'm like slacking off or anything. It's just, 
this podcast is like literally my passion project and I love doing it. I absolutely love doing it every week, but it's all, it, it is like quite a production heavy podcast. It's, and I love doing that as well. I love cutting. I love editing. I love, you know, producing stuff. So like th- that's my passion and that's what I love about this podcast, but it just, because I don't make any money off this podcast and I need money to live and eat and survive and go out and do stuff. Um, unfortunately when things get so busy, I have to pretty much, you know, make this podcast my lowest priority, which sucks. And I hope that's not something that, you know, irks people who are listening because I, I love this podcast so much and I love doing it. I'm so grateful that you're here listening, but I just thought because I don't have as much time to make a really uh, polished and produced product today, I'll spend some time doing the, uh, doing some loose ends and just talking about a few things. So that being said, editor the mic is here as always. He's my editor on the podcast and he is here every week. How are you? You had a Tinder date on the weekend, I believe. Yeah. Look, look, Mike, I, I, I did. I had one lined up, which I mentioned on the, uh, podcast last week, but, uh, Basically, what's happened is I've I've arranged a date, a nice uh, fancy dinner date uh, with a, a beautiful lady who was 64. I'm 64 as well. And uh, what's actually happened is I've... The dinner date was at 8 o'clock, but because I'm so old these days, I've actually fallen asleep at 7 and I've slept straight through the date, uh, which is obviously not a very good thing to do. And I felt like a little bit of an idiot. And uh, she's not happy, obviously. So... You know, we are, I, the date didn't end up actually happening, which is the same. Mate, that sucks. So being old, do you just like fall asleep at seven, seven o'clock? Because that's like me at the moment working like breakfast hours. I'm falling asleep at like two in the afternoon and I just cannot help it. That sucks, man. I'm sorry about that. Nah, look, Mike, you don't need to be sorry. It wasn't your fault. And uh, yeah, I've just fallen asleep, you know, and I, I really need to watch that. So yeah, and uh, you, you've been flat out this week as well, so I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd be falling asleep. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I've been falling asleep in the afternoon either, because I've just been so busy this week. Yeah, that's right, Mike. You've just been so busy doing all this stuff this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's literally. I literally just said exactly that, and then you've just gone and copied me. Anyway, whatever. Intern Mike, the intern on the podcast, you are back as well. How are you, mate? How How have you been? Yeah, I've I've been really good. Um. Like, I'm just disappointed that after the... I just haven't had that much time on the podcast recently, which sucks, because I thought if I came back, I'd get a lot more time. But I guess what I can say is that in the next few weeks, I'll definitely have more time. I promise. Don't worry, everyone. I've got so many things that I want to talk about. So I promise that in the next few episodes, me, Intern Mike, will have a lot more stuff to do, and I'll be bringing, like, all the funny stuff that people bloody love about me, so I can promise you that. Okay, Intern Mike, that's quite an ambitious thing to say, but whatever. Guys, uh, I, uh, let's, let's kick things off, because basically, like, as the week goes, I plan this podcast and what I want to say, and I've had so many ideas for stuff that I've wanted to do, uh, in the past few weeks, but I just haven't had the, the opportunity to execute them because I you know it you know for new segments I have to produce up an intro and things like that and and work out how it's going to run and um this this one new segment I've got an idea for um is going to be pretty production heavy so I like I don't want to start it and do a shit job of it I want to launch it well so there is stuff coming in the works it's a bit more in depth but for now uh let's I I want to talk about last week I talked about uh, Banjo-Kazooie, the uh, iconic, infamous Nintendo and Microsoft characters 
being announced as DLC for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, if people really liked that and people seem to really respond really well to that chat, Radio Yabini Boy wrote in, who's a regular contributor to that show, and welcome again to the Radio family, Radio Yabini Boy. And uh, you can have 50 mic points for this. He sent me a video of himself. Uh, I, I uh, posted a video of myself reacting to the live stream of Banjo-Kazooie being revealed for Super Smash Bros. And Yabini Boy actually sent a video of himself uh, doing the exact same thing. Here's a little bit of his response here. No, 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 no. <gasps> oh, no! No, no, no! 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 Are you serious? Banjo! Oh my fucking god! Yeah, awesome to see you're just as excited as me. He says, I'm so excited for Banjo and Smash, but the funny thing is that I've never played the game until now. I'm loving it so f- I'm loving it so far. It's charming and the music is so good. Yes, the music is incredible. Uh, good stuff, man. And he says, I would love to see Crash Bandicoot in Super Smash Bros as I love the games growing up and it's basically confirmed that the DLC for Ultimate is from new franchises. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, he also says, being a, being a kid born in 2002, which is actually incredible to me because I was born in 1994, it's amazing to me. It really is amazing to me that people were born after the year 2000. I just can't wrap my head about around that. But it, it, there are children who were born in like 2013. That's amazing. I, I can't fathom it. Uh I never got to play all the classic games such as Mario 64, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, but thanks to the Wii's virtual console and emulator, I've played games I've always wanted to play, and Banjo at the moment is one of the favourites. That is awesome. I highly recommend anyone who considers themselves a gamer and, and wants to play some classic games from the 90s, uh, I would definitely get out there and play Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time... Star Fox 64, Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. Another little tidbit from last week's episode was basically I I realized in last week's episode this happened. Similar nonsense syllables that Banjo and Kazooie used. There was a lot of fourth wall breaking, there was a lot of referencing Banjo Kazooie as well. Um the game, yeah, the game was pretty mixed, but I thought it was quite good and I really enjoyed playing it. Yes, a number of you pointed out to me that I randomly started speeding up in the middle of uh, the episode. And yeah, I did notice that. Uh, so basically what happened there was when I edit this podcast, I edit in, I, I listen to it back in two times speed just so I can edit it quicker. Um, and that little segment, I just forgot to reset to normal speed. Uh, people were saying, well... Radio Zach Briffer, he was the first one to uh, point this out to me. Welcome to the Radio Family. Have 20 mic points for this. He said, hey, Mike, just FYI, at around 33 minutes of episode 22, you speed up randomly for about 20 seconds. I say, sorry, man, I've been so busy working at the moment, so I didn't get a chance to re-edit it. He said, don't be sorry. I still enjoyed the podcast as much as any other week. Thank you very much, uh, Radio Zach. Uh, 
I then posted in the Facebook group for this podcast, facebook.com slash group slash 20th Century Boy. Hi, everyone. Before you ask, yes, I am aware that in last week's podcast, my vocals sped up randomly for a number of seconds. Noticed it after I uploaded, but I've been so flat out, I didn't have time to change it. And then I said, actually, it was a creative decision on Ed of the Mic's part. Yeah, let's just go with that. What do you think, Ed of the Mic? Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, it was an oversight on my end. I should have just edited it like you said. Uh, I don't know why you said that you were editing the podcast though, Mike, because I edited the podcast. That's my job. I'm editing the mic. Yeah, I, I, no, sorry. I don't know why I said that either. Uh, Radio Pat then weighed in and he said, uh, Edit the mic probably got so salty over not being featured so much in that episode, he tried to sabotage the show. What do you have to say to that, Edit the mic? Uh, c- come on, Mike. I'm, I'm, look, I'm not a jealous person. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a jealous person. I, I don't get jealous. I'm, I would never do that. I'd never try and sabotage this show because it's my livelihood. That's good. Radio uh, Atomic Lukai said, Honestly, I thought it was a functional way to trim the fat on a longer statement to keep the episode under time. Episodes of 20th Century Boy could slash should be 75 plus minutes though. Uh, and five people like that. And I guess in my opinion, I always just thought 45 to 50 minutes was a really good length for a podcast. I'm not sure if you guys feel that. I know a lot of other people do much longer podcasts. Um, See, I always see the time getting up to like 50 minutes and I'm like, oh shit, I'm going too long. I need to cut stuff out. Uh, I guess if you guys are happy with longer episodes, I'd be happy to do that as well. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, this podcast is about the listeners. So whatever you guys want, let me know. Uh, Radio Matt said, I thought my car's radio was going mental and I pulled over to check if my podcast speed had gone to two times. And Radio Tyson, welcome to the radio family. Have yourself 20 mic points. I don't believe you've contributed before. He said... He actually said, I thought it was your way of showing that you had anxiety after recording that you rambled too much, not saying that I'd agree with that, and did it to both turn it into a joke and trim fat. I laughed out loud when it happened. Lots of completely different responses uh, from what happened there. So, cool. I'm glad you guys didn't mind. Uh, sorry about if there's ever any like lapses in editing in this. Uh, I always try to do my best. Uh, Another thing that came up last week was that Radio Bailey, the next candidate for Radio Superstardom... Radio Superstar! I did call him. The result is known. I just didn't have time to fit it into last week's episode because those segments are really production heavy. Uh, I probably won't have time to fit it into this episode either, but... From next week, we're sort of looking at business as usual. So, I, I, I'm again, I'm grateful for you guys' patience with all of this. Um, okay. So, as I said, I'm working on Triple M's breakfast show at the moment. And I, I, I thought about whether I should put this in or not. But I feel like I definitely have to. Um, basically, uh, as I said last week, Will Anderson, uh, one of my bosses on my, one of my jobs, uh, introduced, uh, Radio Mike, the name to the Hot Breakfast radio show. Uh, little clip of that here. Triple M's Hot Breakfast. Welcome to Will Anderson. How are you, mate? Good morning, Dars. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Radio Mike, uh, who is filling in for Rosie. Radio Mike. Radio Mike. This was then picked up by most of the team, including, uh, the news reporter who comes in every half hour. And finally, after an entire week of working on the show, I had Eddie Maguire, the Eddie Maguire, uh, president of the Collingwood Football Club, uh, to refer to me as Radio Mike on air on the show. All right, uh, Radio Mike, what do you got to kick off this morning, mate? What's our first song? We're going straight to London Calling Eddie from The Clash. Here it is, London Calling. 
there we go. I thought that was really, really, really cool. <laughs> On to the next loose end of the show. Radio Fraser wrote in. Ra- 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 Radio Fraser Dene. Den? Fraser, Fraser Den? Uh, Radio Fraser, welcome to the Radio Family. This is, I believe, your first contribution to the show as well. So welcome. Uh, I, I actually gave Radio Fraser 200 mic points for this because it was so... Uh, I think the thing he got was really obscure. So... He said, hey, Mike, a few weeks ago, you said there was a running joke in your podcast that was based off The Lion King. So I ref- I, ref- I said that there is a running joke on this podcast that is based on a joke in the, in the film, The Lion King, and uh, radio. Fr- no, no one really seemed to pick up on it. No one really seemed to know. And it was a long time ago. Uh, I don't know what episode it was. But then Radio Fraser said, I was just wondering, is it that Timon always repeats what Pumbaa has already said much like you always repeating edit the mic, uh, Radio Fraser, bingo, that's exactly it. Let's cut a little bit of that from uh, Timon and Pumbaa in The Lion King here. Can we keep him? Pumbaa, are you nuts? You're talking about a lion. Lions eat guys like us. But he's so little. He's going to get bigger. Maybe he'll be on our side. <laughs> uh, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Maybe he'll be... Hey, I've got it. What if he's on our side? You know, having a lion around might not be such a bad idea. I just always thought that was really funny. I just thought Timon and Pumbaa were such great characters. They're, they're like, they are the Lion King. Every time I think of that movie, I think of them. And Timon as a character is such a jerk. Uh, he's just he's just such an asshole. He walks all over Pumbaa, but Pumbaa like, isn't intelligent enough to know that it's like borderline an abusive friendship. Like, Timon is just rude to Pumbaa. He takes credit for all of Pumbaa's ideas and... I think he takes advantage of the fact that Pumper is like a bit of an idiot. And I think it's really funny. I, I genuinely think that it's really funny. And the other thing that we really, really need to follow up on as a loose end is the intro challenge that I set many, many, many weeks ago on this podcast. If Can we try and dig up a, a bit of that audio as well out of the mic? Yeah, no worries, Mike. Uh, I'll get the shovel. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, uh, you, you told me to uh, dig it up, so I just... You know, as a joke, I just said, I'll get the shovel. But that's not, that's just so stupid out of the mic. That's just like, when I say dig it up, I mean like go into our archives and find it. I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean like get a shovel and dig. Yeah, I know, but it was just sort of like a pun. Like, you know, like I'll go dig it up with the shovel. Please don't say that again at any point on the podcast, if that's okay. Yeah, I, okay, no, no worries, Mike. I'll, I'll just put the audio here. Yeah, do that. Oh, I also wanted to do this thing where, like, in the intro to this podcast, there's a few, like, pop culture references there. There's a few, like, quotes from TV shows and and stuff like that. Uh, The first person to send me all of them, every single one, correct, I'll I'll send send you out a prize. So there it is. Okay, so this has just become, like... I, I, okay, let me just explain. So a lot of people have gotten pretty much everything. I actually revealed two of the answers on the show last week. Uh, the This sound... Show me a moves! ...is Captain Falcon's uh, taunt from Super Smash Bros. He says, show me your moves to the enemy. Uh, and then this one... <laughs> ...is Banjo's... Banjo from Banjo-Kazooie's catchphrase, I suppose. Now, uh, I feel like I'm going to reveal uh, all of the other ones here, except for the one that everyone has missed. Now, uh, so obviously we start with Show Me Your Moves, and then we get this one. Good news, everyone! Which, as many people have recognised, is uh, Professor Farnsworth from Futurama. It's his catchphrase. He says it uh, many times during the series, and sometimes he has different ways of of saying it that are really funny. I'll... 
I'll pop a couple of them here. Good news, everyone. Good news. There's a report on TV with some very bad news. Good news, anyone. Good news, nobody. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. I'm in terrible pain. How is that good news? That quote always just like reminds me of Futurama anytime anyone says it. It's just like it's synonymous with that show. And Professor Farnsworth is such a funny character on that show as well. Um, then we move on to this one. Don't you even know dignity when you see it? Uh, and again, as many people have gotten, this is Kirk Van Houten, Milhouse Van Houten's dad in The Simpsons from the episode uh, A Milhouse Divided, in which uh, Milhouse's parents, Kirk and Luann Van Houten, get a divorce. Uh, quite a sad episode in a sense, but also, in my opinion, one of the funniest episodes in the history of The Simpsons, which I would love to talk about in much, much more detail uh, at some time in the future. Uh, I'd also love to do like a top 10 of my favourite Simpsons episodes sometime, if that's something that people are interested in. I'd love to talk about that. But uh, it is basically the episode that features this song. Can I borrow a feeling? Could you lend me a jar of love? Hurting hearts need some healing. Take my hand with your glove of love. An absolutely iconic song from The Simpsons. Uh, and additionally, it is also the episode that features this scene, which is probably the funniest one. It, it has to be up there in one of the funniest moments in the show. But yeah, the uh, Don't You Even Know Dignity When You See It rant is a really, really funny moment in, in The Simpsons, in which the, the Simpsons have a dinner party and play uh, Pictionary with their guests, and Kirk draws a completely uh, unidentifiable shape on the, on the whiteboard and claims that it's Dignity, uh, to which his wife Luann just says, I have no idea what that is. And you get some incredible quotes from Kirk, including this one as well, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, come on, Luann, you know what this is. Kirk, I don't know what it is. Oy, it could not be more simple, Luann. You want me to show this to the cat and have the cat tell you what it is? Because the cat's going to get it. I'm sorry, I'm not as smart as you, Kirk. We didn't all go to Gudger College. It's dignity! Gah! Don't you even know dignity when you see it? Kirk, you're spitting. Okay, genius, why don't you draw dignity? Oh, amazing episode. I really want to talk more about this, but let me just throw one more quote in, which is when uh, Homer finds Kirk's demo tape of Can I Borrow a Feeling, the song. Oh, my demo tape! Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> ah, there's your picture on the front. <laughs> Go ahead, Homer, laugh at me. I already did. I just love that, where he's just like, I already did. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, onions have layers. Uh, this one here. Onions have layers is Shrek from the film Shrek in one of the most iconic scenes from that film. Ogres are like onions. They stink? Yes. No. Oh, they make you cry? No. Oh, you leave them out in the sun, they get all brown, start sprouting little white hairs. No. Layers. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers? You get it. We both have layers. In which uh, Shrek tries to explain that ogres are like onions and increasingly becomes annoyed at Donkey. I would love to do a whole podcast on the Shrek 
series. I genuinely would. I could talk about it for hours. Uh, but basically, Shrek and Shrek 2 would surely be up in my top 20 movies of all time because they're fantastic. Shrek the third uh, is, like, just okay, and Shrek Forever After is just the most unnecessary piece of shit that ever happened. I did hear they're rebooting Shrek, which is awesome, and apparently Shrek the Musical is coming to uh, Melbourne or Australia sometime soon. I, I really want to see that. Uh, also, mad credit to this song from Shrek, which I really hope is in the musical. I don't know much about the musical. Please keep up on the grass, shine your shoes, wipe your face. Do love is, do love is, do love is a And then this, as most people have identified, is definitely the Game Boy Color turning on sound. A few people have gotten some wrong, uh, most notably the banjo sound. Uh -huh. A lot of people have said that that's Goofy, as in Goofy the Disney character, but that's not Goofy the Disney character. Goofy the Disney character, I think you're thinking of this sound effect. Oh, yeah. I guess they're kind of similar, but they're not the same. And the Game Boy sound effect. A lot of people have said that that's the sound that Mario makes when he hits a coin out of a block, but no, that's incorrect. That's this sound effect. So yeah, people have done really well. And so what happened was there there is another there is another like sound very deep in the background, right? And no one has found it, no one has identified it, no one has even heard it. And I can hear it in there. But I guess that's because I put it there, but I can definitely hear it there like it is definitely there. However, I played it to uh, I I I was dating someone a few months back and I played it to her in the car cuz she listened to the podcast and she just said it's not there. You you definitely can't hear it. It is not there. And I said, "No, I can hear it. It's right there." She's like, "No, it's if any if it is there, it is way too quiet." So, the problem with this is I because I recorded the first episode of this podcast in like June 2018 and it didn't launch till January, I have lost the original file that has all of the assets for the intro. So I actually can't edit the intro anymore, which I wanted to do so I could make it more clearer, but I can't. And then I have to rebuild it from scratch, which I just at the moment obviously don't have time to do and don't really want to do because it would just take me ages when I've already got something. So I'm just going to leave it. I would just say, listen really, really closely. In fact, I'm just going to play the intro again. And when... When the bit happens, it happens twice in the intro. When the bit happens, I'm going to say now and then now again when it happens. And then you guys can listen closer and try and figure out what it is. Because it is definitely there. I can hear it. So, Ed of the Mic, cue the intro to the podcast. Now. Now. Okay. Now listen again. Listen to it very closely. It's there for you. Listen closely. See if you I'm positive someone will hear it. Whether you know what it is or not is another story, but I'm positive someone will hear it. I think someone did message me saying, yeah, I can hear something in the background. Um, so yeah. Two other emails that have come in that I want to address uh, on this episode. One of them came in a while ago from Radio Caleb Dunn. Welcome to the Radio family, Caleb Dunn. Uh, you can have... 30 mic points for your contribution to this episode. He says, Hey, Radio Mike, my name is Caleb, soon to be Radio Caleb. Hey, man, you are now. Uh, I have a question for you. I know this podcast talks all about different things in pop culture you have experienced and you enjoy, but I have a question about something in particular I wanted to ack about. I assume you mean ask, but that's okay. 
With the release of the newest movie in a franchise of 35 individual films and growing, Godzilla King of the Monsters has rapidly become one of my favourite movies of all time. I was curious if you had any thoughts or feelings about Godzilla as a whole and any experiences with the big guy. Note that the American 1998 release is a horrible movie and does not count as a regular Godzilla film. If either yourself or any of the listeners wish to experience any of the movies from the past, I'm happy to suggest a few. If you want a classic example of the human race in shock of a giant monster attacking a city with a deeper meaning, Godzilla 1954 or Shin Godzilla 2016, my personal favourite. Solid story that leads to an impressive monster fight in the third act, Godzilla against... Mechagodzilla 3, 2002, or Godzilla vs. Destroyer, 1995, or a stupid movie of Godzilla beating the shit out of countless monsters and aliens invading the Earth to some real dumb shit, Godzilla Final Wars, 2004. All in all, I highly suggest checking out the newest box office movie, even without seeing the first one. All you need to know, really, is Godzilla and other monsters exist and can be and be and can protect us sorry for the long one radio mike i can just tell you were thinking you gotta be shitting me thank you so much man actually haven't had much experience with godzilla i've seen the godzilla that came out before king of the monsters i think it was 2015 um and i thought it was okay uh i to be honest i really think i could be super into monster films I think I have seen that 1998 uh, Godzilla thing that you mentioned was really shit. I know that Godzilla is massive in Japan, obviously, and he's popped up in a few Simpsons episodes as jokes um, as well. Uh, folks, we're experiencing some moderate Godzilla-related turbulence at this time, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you to put your seatbelts back on. The Rugrats uh, character Reptar is pretty clearly based on Godzilla as well. If we're looking at, like, intertextuality and, like, parody and, and, and those kinds of things. And also the Pokemon Tyranitar uh, seems to be pretty pretty loosely based on Godzilla as well. Um, I guess thanks for the recommendations. I, I, I think I'll definitely check out Shin Godzilla 2016. I know there are a lot of, like, animated Godzilla films from Japan. Also, in, in Osaka, the, the city in Japan, there's actually a building... A massive skyscraper, and there's a there's like a statue of Godzilla next to it, uh, literally like chomping the side of the building, and it's like it's actually kind of it's really really like jarring in a sense. Um, but it's really cool. If you ever go to Osaka, Radio Caleb, definitely try and find that Godzilla building. I'm pretty sure it was Osaka. It could have been Tokyo, but I, I for some reason. Osaka is what's springing to mind. But yeah, Godzilla is... I, I think those monsters are cool, like Godzilla and Mothra. Like, you know, they just sort of... Like, I'm into... Mon like, I love Pokemon and stuff. Like, big Japanese monsters is kind of my thing. So, thank you very much for the correspondence. Uh, a little bit more correspondence from Radio Cody Tachibana, which sounds like a... Which actually sounds like a Japanese surname, but uh, it might not be. But welcome to the Radio family, Radio Cody Tachibana. Uh, have yourself 50 my points for this one. He says, Hey Mike, hope you're doing well. Just listen to your newest potty about Banjo-Kazooie. And even though I had never played the game, I instantly love the brief soundtrack clips you played. The majority of my favorite music comes from video games. And I'd like to know what your personal favorite soundtracks are from all the games you've played. As a side question, what Pokemon game do you think had the best soundtrack? My vote is for black and white, but it's a close tie with diamond and pearl. Cheers. Awesome question, man. And, uh, this will lead the majority of the rest of the episode because I love video game music and soundtrack. And I like, as I said on the podcast last week, a good video game soundtrack can take a game from being a great game to an amazing game. 
So onto your Pokemon question first. I actually, in terms of Pokemon games, the two generations that I miss, well, the three generations I miss were uh, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, which is Generation 4, Black and White, which is Generation 5, and then I never ended up playing Sun and Moon, which is Generation 7. And I, I think I will pick up Sword and Shield, the new ones. So, um, And the reason I didn't pick up Sun and Moon is because I just think the Pokemon games need to innovate so much more. It just felt like I was going to play the same game that I've played every other time, and I just couldn't be bothered. I actually picked up Pokemon Let's Go, which is the Switch uh, Pokemon adventure game based on Pokemon Go, uh, and I still had the exact same problem. I just couldn't finish it. Uh, I just... I just couldn't get into it, which sucks because I love Pokemon, but I just think they need to move like twice as fast. Everything needs to happen much quicker. All the battles need to have twice as fast animations. Uh, even if they put in a fast forward mode for people who want to play faster, I think that'd be a really, really good thing for them to do because I don't have time to sit there and play a full Pokemon game anymore. It's just tedious. Um, but that's not your question. My favorite Pokemon soundtrack is Pokemon Gold and Silver, uh, which is Generation 2. Maybe that's more of a nostalgic thing, uh, but also uh, the remakes of those games uh, for, on Nintendo DS, Pokemon Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver have incredible soundtracks because they basically just made the original like 8-bit sounds uh, into full orchestral mixes. For example, uh, I really like the theme to Azalea Town, which is one of the towns you visit in uh, the Johto region, which is the region in Pokemon Gold and Silver. Here's the uh, original, like, the original, like, retro version. And here's the orchestral version from Heart, Gold and Soul Silver. I really, 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 really like. Uh, additionally, the Goldenrod City theme, which is like the big city of the Johto region, has this theme. And here's the orchestral version. My favourite theme from the entire Pokemon series, or, or, like up there, is the battle with Red in Mount Silver. So basically in the original Pokemon games, Pokemon Red and Blue, you play as a Pokemon trainer whose default name is Red. A lot of people have this misconception that you're actually playing as Ash Ketchum, but that's totally incorrect. Ash Ketchum is an anime character that is based on Red, the original Pokemon trainer. Sounds like you know a lot about Pokemon. I think the confusion just, uh, like, comes from the fact that they're, like, Ash and Red have very similar designs, except, uh, please do not make the mistake that, uh, Ash and Red are the same character they're not. Ash is based on Red. The Pokemon video games came first. And I believe the original name in Japanese was Satoshi, which is uh, basically named after the, the creator of Pokemon, Satoshi Tajiri, named the character after himself. But in the translations, they called the character Red. And now the Japanese name is officially uh, this, which translates to Red. Uh, side note, in the Super Smash Bros. series, there is a character called uh, Pokemon Trainer, and again, that character is based on Red. He fights with a Squirtle, Ivasaur, and Charizard, which are the three starters of the original game. Uh, so that character is, is pretty much Red, but I don't think they wanted to uh, call it Red call him Red in the game, uh, just because I think Pokemon Trainer was more identifiable with people. 
identifiable to people. But I actually remember showing a friend the game and they said, oh, why do they have Pokemon Trainer? Couldn't they get the rights to Ash? Uh, but Ash is not a video game character. Ash is a character in the anime that is based on the video game character. Common misconception, and I know this has nothing to do with your question, but I just wanted to clear that up. Um, so... That being said, in the original games, you play as Red, like I said, and then in Gold and Silver, you play as a, a new Pokemon trainer from the Johto region, and at the end of the game, once you've beat every battle, there is one more secret boss at the top of a mountain called Mount Silver, which you can climb, uh, and when you get to the top, you walk up, and who's standing there? It's Red from the original game, and you battle him, and when you... And when you talk to him to trigger the battle, the only thing that comes up is dot, dot, dot. And the reason for that is because in the original Pokemon games, Red actually doesn't talk at all. He's a, he's a silent protagonist, like a lot of Nintendo characters. So uh, that's a little nod to that. And when you beat him, he just says dot, dot, dot again, and he disappears. He's a very elusive character, and I always really liked that you were battling the main character from the first game in the second game. And he, f he fights with a Pikachu, a Charizard, a Venusaur, a Blastoise, a Lapras, uh, all really iconic first-generation Pokemon that also Ash Ketchum had pretty much all of them in the anime because it was, again, based on Red. And I believe in the original Gold and Silver, he has an Espeon for some reason, which is a, which is a Johto Pokemon, but it's swapped to a Snorlax in the the Heart Gold and Soul Silver remakes. Actually, I think maybe the Lapras swapped with the Espeon, not the other way around. So anyway, that the theme from that battle is just fucking badass. It's like this is the biggest battle of your life. This is the final. This is the real final boss of the game. This is the secret hidden boss, and if you beat him, you're a Pokemon fucking master. Here's a little bit of that. <laughs> So on that note, my favourite game soundtracks, like just off the top of my head, the Kingdom Hearts franchise has like an incredible, incredible emotive soundtrack. Uh, obviously playing off a lot of the Disney worlds that appear in that game. For example, when you go to Atlantica, which is the Little Mermaid world, it's basically just the song Under the Sea. Same thing goes with uh, Halloween Town from the Tim Burton film The Nightmare Before Christmas. The theme to that world is just the song This Is Halloween, which is such an iconic song, which I love. However, it's not the uh, Disney themes that make this a great soundtrack. To me, it's more the original music. Uh, for instance, a lot of the characters have themes uh, that really seem to reflect who they are as characters. Uh, here is Sora, the main character's theme. <laughs> I always think it's really cool when, like, characters in movies or games and stuff have, like, musical motifs, like, this is Sora's one. Um, another really iconic one is the Luke Skywalker theme. Obviously, this is going into a completely different thing, but I think it's worth mentioning that a lot of films do this with their hero characters, where there's a very clear motif every time they, they step into the screen. You then have Roxas, a really elusive uh, and mysterious character who's uh, very innocent and a little bit depressed because he ha is having an identity crisis. His theme might be my favourite theme in the game. I just really love this piece of music. <laughs> I guess when this podcast discusses like 
existential crises and identity crises and those kinds of things. Um, there's no other character from any piece of fiction in my mind that represents these concepts more than Roxas. Basically, without like having to get too much into the story because it's a convoluted mess, he pretty much just wakes up one day alive for the first time and has no idea who he is or why he exists. Um, and there's just so much emotion in this track. It so captures that feeling. He just has no idea. The song's like beautifully tranquil, but you know, also kind of eerie and uncomfortable at points. But I think that's the beauty of it. It's such a good track. Not to mention the theme song to the world called Twilight Town, which is more or less a town that has been created by the people that are trying to control Roxas. And don't worry too much about the story, but basically it's a fake idealistic town uh, where Roxas can sort of live out his days without knowing who he really is uh, and what his real purpose is. He's basically being kept in this artificial town called Twilight Town, which is all just a big illusion to him. And the theme to that is equally as perplexingly beautiful, uh, really calm, and I don't know, almost suspiciously calm. And I love it. Here's a bit of it in the back. of the Kingdom Hearts franchise is a woman named Yoko Shimomura and uh, she does a fantastic job with all of these. In fact, there is also a character called Ventus and Ventus, you find out throughout the series, is uh, closely linked to both Roxas and Sora, two of the main characters, uh, in a way that will take me a very long time to explain and you probably don't care about. Uh, he's also, uh, design-wise, uh, very similar-looking to the character of Roxas, which is for the same reason. Um, one of the coolest parts of this that I think goes past a lot of people's heads, Ventus's motif in the game when he appears actually is Roxas's motif with a little bit more added to it, which is fitting because you basically find out that him and Roxas are almost the same person in a sense. So Ventus's theme actually containing Roxas's theme within it uh, is really symbolic of the actual narrative of the story and I think that's a really incredibly uh, poignant way uh, to create a narrative in a story when the music is literally reflecting the narrative of the game. Uh, really not something to overlook in my opinion. And just to demonstrate uh, the utter genius of this, uh, I'll demonstrate it uh, literally side by side for you so you can hear it yourself. Here's the main motif of Roxas. <laughs> And here's the main motif of Ventus, which you will hear contains that motif of Roxas, but also has its own spin on it. I also get that this might be confusing if you've never played these games or don't understand the story, but I hope I'm explaining it succinctly enough uh, that it makes sense to you what I'm trying to say. I really like the way this game is composed. It's just really sort of eerie, mysterious music, often very sad music and emotive music, which I always really loved. Another game on a totally different uh, 
for a totally different reason that had an incredible soundtrack was a game called Crash Twin Sanity, which was a Crash Bandicoot game that came out on the PlayStation 2 and probably the Xbox, uh, which was, again, Crash Bandicoot is a very goofy, weird, like, you know, like fun, funny kind of game. And the soundtrack to Twin Sanity was entirely a cappella by an a cappella group, uh, and they just completely captured the vibe of Crash Bandicoot. Here's the theme to it. Here's one of the uh, themes for another world where I believe you're like rolling down a mountain from memory. reception to this game was pretty mixed. I actually love it and still look back on it as one of my favourite games growing up. Uh, I'm sure if I played it now, maybe I wouldn't feel the same way. It was also extremely hard, uh, but I just loved the soundtrack and it's always stuck with me. Uh, The other track that I absolutely loved uh, growing up, or the other soundtrack, was the soundtrack to Star Fox 64, which was known in Australia as Lilat Wars. Uh, Particularly the theme... uh, Basically, it's about a group of mercenaries who are all animals. You have Fox, who's a fox, Falco, who's like a falcon, Slippy, who's a toad, and Peppy, who is a rabbit or a hare. They are basically, they fly spaceships and they're like uh, bounty hunters in space. It's sort of like Star Wars-esque. I think they were kind of going for that science fiction Star Wars vibe as well with the character designs. But Star Fox, the team, has a rival team led by a guy called Wolf, called Star Wolf, and the Star Wolf theme is just has to be one of the most epic songs in the world. Here it is here. Uh, I will hopefully do a full episode on Star Fox 64, aka Lilat Wars, because that is the most quotable game of all time and it is just an incredibly fun experience to play. But yeah, Ed and the mic, can we just crank it up one more time? Like. Seriously, listen to this song. Like, it, it, it's so truthful to what they were going for. Like, this song would not feel out of place in the next Star Wars movie during a space flight fight scene. Like, it. it if they were going for the Star Wars audience uh, and, and trying to make a game out of that kind of vibe, they absolutely nailed that, in my opinion. Those are the ones that spring to mind. Uh, oh, finally, uh, Tony Hawk. The Tony Hawk series is really different in another way. Uh, uses real licensed music, uses like real bands, real songs, often punk and hip hop music. Uh, incredible soundtrack. Uh, the soundtracks to those games completely encapsulated skate culture. Uh, they were so well crafted and well picked, and I think uh, those games were incredible in their own right. Again, I would love to talk more about all of these things in the future. If you have anything you want me to expand on, let me know. Finally, before we go, and this will be the first episode we don't get to Harry Potter and the Boys. I'm so sorry, guys. Again, business as usual as of last week. Uh, I just wanted to put in my predictions for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. There's two more DLC spots uh, on the the roster that haven't been announced yet. I am going to say... uh, not confidently, but I'm going to say with, you know, maybe 50% confidence, which isn't very much at all. But I am actually quite confident 
Well, now I'm just now I'm just contradicting myself. I am. I believe that the final two DLC spots in Super Smash Bros. are going to be Crush Bandicoot and Waluigi. Uh, you heard it here first. I'll expand on this next week. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening and being here. My apologies again that I'm so uh, flat out and busy at the moment. Uh, I, I, I actually really enjoyed doing this. Uh, maybe we can do some more like rapid-fire question episodes. Um, I need to go now because I am using the little amount of time I have left on my Sunday afternoon to go and see Toy Story 4 with my brother, uh, and I'm really looking forward to that, and I will have a review of that film uh, next week on the show, amongst all the other stuff, the result of Radio Bailey's superstardom test, there's a couple of new people who are moving towards Radio Superstardom that we need to uh, announce on the show. Uh, but other than that, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Tell your friends, subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, uh, leave a review. I love hearing, I love reading the reviews that people leave. It, it means the world to me. So thank you very much. Uh, have a fantastic weekend. Have a fantastic week next week. Have a fantastic week the week after. Have a fantastic week the week after that. Have a fantastic week the week after that. Then have a bad week. Then have another good week. And the good week will feel better because you had a really bad week. See what I did there? Guys, thank you so much. My name's Radio Mike. This has been The Inside of Mind. I'm going to have a nap and then go see Toy Story 4. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>